0: Greetings and welcome to another episode of Reverend G's Words of Encouragement. I I am delighted that you decided to join me today. I have a quick word for you today and then I'll be out of your way. So let's get to it. So I'd like to start off today's sermon by reading to you a few verses from Hebrews, the 10th chapter. I want to read a few verses into your hearing. And the Bible says this, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see today approaching. So I'd like to leave a subject with you today. I've had enough and I'm leaving the church. And I just read to you Hebrews, the 10th chapter, verses 23 through 25. Please read them again at your earliest convenience. So I'd like to start off today by retelling a story that I've heard over the years. And it's about a mother who's trying to convince her son to go back to church. And it goes like this. The mother says to her son, "Uh, let's go or we're going to be late for church. The son responds with, I'm never going back to that church. The mother asks him to give her two reasons he's not going back to the church. The son replies with, uh, first, uh, they're always talking about me. And the second one is, uh, nobody likes me at the church. And then the mother uh, says to the son, I'm going to give you two reasons that you should go back to the church. And the first is it doesn't matter what they say about you. And the second one is because you are the pastor of the church. I know it's supposed to be funny. Maybe it isn't. But uh, let's, uh, let's uh, I mean, let's face it. We're often joined church with the notion that people are doing the right thing, saying the right word, right words, and doing it all in the name of the Lord. But the truth of the matter is that church is filled with sheep, and as a dear pastor of mine reminded me that uh, sheep stink sometimes, and another thing about sheep is they don't like to follow direction. Present company is included in that illustration. But the truth of the matter is a church is filled with sheep, and we don't like to listen. So let's talk about this. It's so let's talk about what it's like to be a member of a church. But you've reached a point where things are not going the same any longer. Maybe you feel you have just gotten outgrown what you signed up for in the first place. Or maybe they aren't treating you right or don't have a ministry available that fits where God wants you to be and do in life and need. I dare say it, but hold on, brace yourself. Maybe you've done something that is in violation of the church, my dear friend, and it's time for you to pack up and leave. Let us face it, it's not always the church that is the cause of the problem. Because as I once already stated that sheep uh, don't like to listen and they stink. Sometimes you already know that, but anyway, I digress. Let me get back to the main focus. And that is essentially two questions that i like to address today. And those two questions kind of go out along this lines. How do you know when it's time to leave the church? And then the second aspect of the question is, how do you make that happen once you determine that it's time to leave? Well, I think I can share some insight into these questions. But, but first, before I proceed, let me be real clear here. I'm not talking about walking away from, faith, from your faith, walking away from God or giving up on God. No, my friends, I am merely talking about walking away from one church and finding a new place of worship. Shall we begin? So, if we are transparent, many of us have probably felt this way and may feel this way right now. I mean, the pastor in this story is fictional, but the reality is there's certainly some truths to his words. You know, I love uh, the church, but sometimes it's the place where you can receive the most hurt. Oh my God, don't hang up, don't delete, don't hit pause. Hear me out for a moment and let me unpack this for you, if you will. The church is filled with people who come out of every community that you and I live in. So people say and do things that that aren't right and sometimes let's just be direct or just flat out wrong. But it hurts so much when it comes from the church member. Why is that? I think it's because we expect more from the believers that we sit next to every Sunday, that we clap our hands next to it, uh, every Sunday, that we stand up and give God the praise. But we expect a little bit more. For we know that they know the word of God and out not to do the things, but but putting all of that together, what I want to remind you is that going to church is not about your feelings. It's not about your emotions. It's about you serving God and giving God your best. Let me say a few things, then I'll get to the text for today. For I believe that people on the job say stuff to us, say things around us but rarely ever do, do, do we ever walk off that job that day and say, I'm giving up, I'm never coming back to work again a day in my life. No, my friends, that's not the course of action we take. No, we persevere, we overcome, we take corrective actions to ensure that that person does not say those things again and whatever that might mean, reporting them, getting them fired, transferring them into some training but we persevere we just don't give up and so that is what I want to encourage you today as we look at church membership and I'm tired and now I'm leaving the church and I want to try to focus this sermon on just a couple of aspects of that if you will and in my mind I believe there are at least two things that you need to think about if you are considering switching to a new church and that is knowing when to leave and the other is knowing how to leave. Let me say that again. One is knowing when to leave, and the other is knowing how to leave. I believe those are two aspects that you need to be thinking about. Well, you may be asking the question, with all the challenges of today's world, why am I spending time addressing this particular topic? I like to think that the reason I'm addressing this topic is because I've not heard anyone else address the topic. And I believe personally, it's affected me and other people I know in my life. So that's why I'm taking some time today to talk to you about what it means when I'm tired. I've had enough and I'm leaving the church. And no doubt there are probably some of you out there who who have encountered a problem of this nature or maybe encountering it right now. So that's also why I'm taking the time to talk to you about changing churches. Changing churches doesn't have to be because someone has said something or done something to you. Maybe you're considering leaving because you know there's no growth there. There's no opportunities there. There's no ministry there that is meeting your needs or your family needs or your desire to grow higher in God. Or maybe you just had a disagreement as to where the leadership is going with the church. Or let me make it a little bit more personal. Or maybe you've said or done something at the church. And now my brothers and sisters, now my friends, it is time for you to leave and find a place to go and worship and serve God. So that's one thing to think about uh, uh, coming up with a reason. Now that you have a reason, the next thing I want you to think about is how do you go about implementing that decision to leave? It it can be tricky if you want to do it the right way, uh, you know, and continue to have a great relationship with the people there. For I know the Bible says that we should not forsake the assembly of ourselves together because I believe going to church is an important aspect of our spiritual growth. And I don't know about you, but when I don't go to church, I feel that I've missed something. I feel that that I get drained. Uh, I, I go to church not only just to fellowship, but to get recharged to hear a word or message that touches my heart and moves me to the point of action of doing something about my emotions, doing something for my neighbor, doing something for my friends, my family, my children. That's why I continue to go to church. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong now. Uh, I also go to church for the praise and worship aspects. Oh, man, I love it when we walk into the sanctuary and the music is playing and the people and the young people out there singing their best to the Lord. They're singing those magnificent songs that touches you in that moment and takes you to a place that's closer in God. Whether you've been down it lifts you up where you've been discouraged it encourages you where you need healing, it brings healing. That's what going to church means to me. So I love going and I pray that you love going to church because without going to church, I don't know where I would be. I don't know where you would be. I know we find ourselves here now in this COVID-19 environment where face-to-face worship is starting to come back on the forefront of our culture. But I so I but I believe that whether you are virtual or face-to-face, I believe today's message is still important to you as you look to find a new place of worship. Again, I want to be clear here. I'm not talking about walking away from your faith or walking away from God. I'm talking about how do you go about finding a new church? How do you go about leaving your current church? And I believe there is a process that I wanna recommend that you do. Because I believe this also. I believe that if you're not growing, you need to be going. Let me say that for a point of clarity. I believe if you're not growing, you need to be going. And what I mean by that is we all want to grow in God. So you need to be going somewhere where you can grow in God. You can grow in your, into, in your maturity. So leaving doesn't always have to be because of some negative circumstances. Leaving can be, it's just your time to go to another venue, to another season, to another place in order that you might grow. And yes, sometimes your departure will cause others to grow as well. And what do I mean by that? For example, if you're in a leadership role and when you leave, Lord willing, someone else is going to step up into that role and love more, reach more, teach more, preach more, whatever it might be than what you were doing. that's what ultimately we want people to do as we transition from role to role. We want someone else to come in and just take it to the next level. So let's talk about this for a second. Now, I think one of the first things you want to do is once you've got to a point where you know it's time to go, try to have a conversation with the leadership of that church. And for this particular sermon illustration, I'm going to say the pastor, but sometimes it might be a circle care leader. You might have deacons or you may have other managers, but for the sake of generality, I'm going to be using the pastor because this person used the head of that particular religious organization. So you wanna to try to have a conversation with the pastor and maybe through that conversation, you might gain some insight or learn something that you didn't know before that might cause you to change your mind about leaving and you end up staying a little longer, or a lot longer or forever until God calls you home. You just never know. However, my brothers and sisters, if during that conversation you discover that there's nothing to keep you there, then I would encourage you to give the pastor some earnest feedback especially if you're leaving because the same concerns that you may have about the way things are going others may have it as well so you can get that change so try to have that conversation with leadership at the top i mean it's at the top i mean at this point in time you're leaving so there's no there's no need of fear reprisal and there shouldn't be anyway but just in case that thought is in your mind i still want you to try to have that conversation maybe you need to break it down like this for example hey pastor I've been here for X amount of time, and you know my kids now are teenagers, but we don't have a ministry designed to help them navigate this space. And there, so we're leaving because we need to find a place that has that type of ministry. Or maybe you're single, or maybe you're married. Or whatever ministry uh, there may not be meeting your need, and maybe it's just time to go somewhere else. And then you know you got to go ahead and do that, because another aspect is uh, if, if you're not being treated fairly, let me say that, if you're not being treated fairly like a person, then and, and they don't wanna hear what you have to say, my summation is simply this, swing the door wide, run out of it, and don't look back. Let me say that again, if you're not being treated fairly and they don't wanna hear what you have to say, my quick summation is that swing the door open wide, run through it, and don't look back. And I believe you need to get out of there quickly and in her because I'm concerned about your spiritual growth I'm concerned about your spiritual walk with God. I'm concerned about the people you lead and the other people who you influence because if you're not growing and they're looking to you, then they may not be growing as well. What I mean by this, maybe you're married or uh, maybe you have children and the children are looking to you for the example or the spouse is looking for you for the example. So if you're not feeling you're growing then they're probably going to feel that they're not growing in the same way. So maybe it's time to move on. So that's what I want to leave with you today. As you think about not forsaking the assembly as we gather together, this can be done virtually and also it can be done face to face. And I'll tell you something personal about me. I'm old, I'm an old school. I like butts and seats, but we're operating in a time where virtual is the new norm. <laughs> that's just the way life is right now. Virtual is the new now, norm. Now members can go to five or six churches in a given hour and pick and choose who they want to look to and who they want to call the church. So as you look at trying to find a place where you can be fed the word of God, a place where you can engage with believers, a place where you can feel safe in the midst of COVID-19. Yes, I have to talk about that. You know, you have to determine what risk you want to accept uh, and do not want to accept. Let me unpack that for a second. If you're doing virtual, it's not a problem. But if you're going face to face, those are some of the things you want to think about as you prepare to look for another church. Uh, you want to go to a place where uh, they're if you want to go to a place where they're enforcing uh, mask wearing. Uh, what I would recommend is you go a little early, sit in the parking lot in your car and see how people are coming in and leaving. It will give you an indication just how much of what they're thinking about in that congregation about the COVID-19 and the wearing masks. I know I went off on a little tangent there, uh, but I think it's important because I want you to feel comfortable as you look for a new place to worship. And that's all important about life and how we go about that. You know, uh, church is so important, so let's keep it in mind. It's the place where, you know, you're going to be taught the word. It's the place where you're going to be uh, encouraged and lifted up by others. And I can tell you personally, some of my most darkest and difficult hours uh, have been when I've lost a loved one. And I can't tell you how much the church rallied around me, carried me through that time and just healed me, lifted me up in prayer and loved me. Yeah, I do have friends outside of the church that did the same, but it's nothing like being part of a family that cares about you enough to send you flowers and cards and check on you as you navigate difficult parts of your life. And that's what church does. Uh, I've gone to churches where, you know, there are a lot of ministries and programs that that meet the needs of families. I can see the results of their labor. You know, my children are now grown, but they still go to church on their own. My grandkids are learning the scripture, hearing a Bible and going to Christian Academy. Those kinds of things, I believe it's all because the church influence upon me and the people around me. So the church has a significant influence in that life. I may get tired. I may get weary, but I'm never, ever going to give up forsaking the assembly of those who believe because when we gather as believers uh, your presence your 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 determination your prayers unite with my prayer and it strengthens us as believers because in my my mind uh you know many 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 years have gone by but I still want to keep on serving the lord and you know I love church and uh, I know some people say well you're a preacher you're supposed to but I want to remind you that even the baker loves eating some bread And sometimes I just want to go to church and be fed the word of God and just hear what the messenger is saying for the day that touches and reaches my heart in a special way. And so when we go in, because going to church means I'm getting reached hard for what's going to happen on Monday. I'm getting prepared. God is feeding me for the fight that's ahead. And I submit to you that many of us sometimes are not ready for the fight because we haven't connected to the source of the power. Now, church is not necessarily a physical structure, but sometimes when we gather together, I can see your presence. I can feel the presence of the Lord in your life and it encourages my life. Well, can I be real here for a second? Uh, when when we are going out to party We simply don't try to go hang by ourselves We want to go out and be with other people That are having a good time Because that gives us opportunity to have a good time And I believe the same thing That what the scripture is saying here Is that we shouldn't forsake The assembly of each other And that we should encourage one another Always lifting one another up In the presence of the Lord Yeah I talked about how you could be treated bad Or people could say some bad things to you uh, But Uh, We have to remember that we have said some bad things to each other or to others, and we've done some things wrong. Let's all strive to do it right. So I might have had enough and I might be switching, but I'm not ever going to give up on serving the Lord. And I want to say a couple of and I'll be bouncing back I want to say a couple of things. Don't take too much time trying to go from one place to the next, because the longer you stay out, the easier it is to stay out there forever and the harder it is to get back. So once you made that decision and you prayed about, it, ask God to direct your path and ask him to put you in a place where not only can you be served, but you can be of service to someone else. Because it's not just about you going for a ministry to feed you. Maybe it's time for you to feed the ministry. Maybe it's time for you to be on the usher board. Maybe it's time for you to be on the deacon board. Maybe it's time for you to start singing. Maybe it's time for you to start preaching. Maybe it's time for you to start teaching in a new place, in a new venue. So I may get tired and I may get worried, but I'm still going to hold on to God's unchanging hand because I love the church. Uh, When mama made me go to church, I didn't like it, but I'm so glad that she took the time to make me go to church and to learn about what God's word says. Because over the years and over the times and through my troubles, reflecting back on those moments and times have brought me through. And I can tell you when I was 9, 10, 11, 12, no way in my wildest mind that I ever think that God would be calling me to preach the gospel. In fact, uh, I ran for many years until God put a hook on and called me to preach his word. And yes, my dear friend, if you still listen to the sound of my voice, I want to encourage you to either go to a virtual worship or face-to-face, face-to-face worship, if you will, because The greatest danger in my mind to a believer is for that person to be alone and not connected to other believers. Because I believe when you're connected alone, the devil can put all kinds of thoughts in your mind. If you don't have someone to balance that out or someone to help you line that up according to the word of God, you can find yourself getting into situations that are certainly not the will of God. So, yes, while somebody might have said something to you in one place, don't categorically write the entire church off because you had a bad experience. I've had a bad neighbor. I've had a bad boss, but that still didn't that still didn't stop me from doing my job. It still didn't run me out of my neighborhood. I've had a bad experience because that still didn't stop me from buying the next one, or getting the next one. And neither should it stop you if you've had enough and you're leaving the church. And my dear friends. And now that I've come to the conclusion of today's message. I just want to thank you for joining me today. But before I conclude. I just want to ask you this important question. Do you know the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior? And I don't care where you are. Who you are. What age you are. What ethnicity you are. If you want to turn your life over to the Lord. Just simply say Lord forgive me. And accept me as your servant. And I believe when you make that confession, I know that God hears you and you are now one of his children. So pause and think about that today. Well, it looks like my time has ran out for today. Once again, I am delighted that you decided to join me today. My name is Reverend G. I hope to see you at my next episode and I'm out.